0: This is Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Cliff Ravenscraft and Friends. Hello and welcome to Generally Speaking, a lost podcast. This is our third episode and this is recorded on Wednesday, December 29th. I am Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft, and
2: I'm Rachel Griffin.
0: We're coming to you from Hebron, Kentucky, and we are definitely lost fans. I do want to uh, mention uh, Gracie's mom. We talked about her last week on our podcast. Her name. Her name is Kim.
2: Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim.
0: So uh, anyway, Gracie's mom uh, wrote back to say that she loved uh, the podcast. Anyway, she asks us a question. She wants to know how, how often do we plan on putting these podcasts out there because she says she doesn't want to miss a single episode. So, uh, ha- Are we
2: going to have a set day of the week that we're going to do it?
0: Um, if we did weekly, I think that would work out because uh, our shows come out weekly. Uh, Lost comes out weekly when we're not on a six-week hiatus. So I think uh, either a Thursday night recording or a Friday night recording, we'll shoot for one or the other each week. And uh, we'll have a deadline for having the show up and available to download uh, by Saturday afternoon. Does that sound good to you guys?
2: Sounds fine with me. Mm -hmm.
0: Wonderful. So uh, there you go, Gracie's mom, or Kim. Uh, We're going to do this thing on a weekly basis and uh, look for us on Saturday. And uh, for those of you who are like me and check your uh, podcasts on a daily basis, you might even get it as early as Friday morning. So just be on the lookout for us. And just know that we'll be there on Saturdays. Okay, so um, next on our agenda, I wanted to talk to you guys about Ashley. Uh, Now, did you guys see her posts? Yes. Uh, Sometimes she goes by Ashley, and sometimes she goes by Ashy. She has been our top commenter. Uh, She's been on the site. If if I'd have to... Do we know
2: where she's from? Is she around
0: here? I'm almost positive she's from Australia. Oh, that's cool. Call me and tell me if I'm wrong, Ashley. Okay, one of the things that Ashley has said is that she loves our show, and she thinks they're very interesting, and wants us to keep doing them. And Ashley brought up a good point uh, for us to start off our conversation. Uh, The reference of her comment comes from the OceanicAir.com, that's Oceanic-Air.com website. And um, this is an official site from ABC, and it's uh, like the Hanso Foundation site. And inside it are a little bit of uh, Easter eggs or hidden information, just like the shows have hidden information in them. Uh, Gracie's mom had left a comment about the fact that most of the folks on the island did not purchase their own ticket. Do you recall talking about that? Uh-huh. And, uh, Which I thought that
2: was a cool comment.
0: Yeah, was that,
2: that was... That? A- I mean, I, that just completely was over my head until she, she mentioned that I didn't even really realize that. So I thought yeah. that was a great comment.
0: Well, what Ashley did was um, she had left a message regarding the oceanic... Uh, Easter eggs or hidden information that's planted in their site. And uh, she told us about two hidden messages. Maybe some of you already know about all these. They've been out there for a while. But one of the hidden messages, she says, um, is from a girl named Sally. And it says, if anyone should find this message, please get word out that I'm alive and stranded on an island somewhere in the South Pacific. Please send help soon. Things are bad and they're only getting worse. Sally. And so she says, wow, who's Sally? Um, and then, of course, uh, if there's another message on there that she told us about uh, that she had found. And it actually says, I survived a horrific plane crash. And I'm stranded on an island somewhere northeast of Australia and southwest of Hawaii. In the event that I am never found, please forward word of my fate to my parents. And this one is not signed. However, um, if what... Um, Ashley pointed out is if you actually go in to view the code of this website or what we call the source, you can actually see that this is a comment by a guy named Robert. So uh, basically, um, Ashley's asking this question in her comment, who is Robert and Sally? Now this question immediately brought to my mind a question that Hurley asked. And I've got a little sound clip to, to help you get a visual here. So I had an idea. I'm out here looking for some psycho with Scott and Steve, right? And I'm realizing, who the hell are Scott and Steve? Okay, so um, that's a good question. Who who is Sally and who is Robert? It's obviously a uh, official website of ABC, and and it seems like with the Hanso Houn, Foundation website, they're leaking information on purpose. That seems to be tied into the show. So uh, anyway, a guy named John replied. Uh, to the comment that uh, Ashley had sent, and he said that he was watching with a friend, and uh, he, the first season again, and he had been listening for the names Sally and Robert, and sure enough, he found a Robert, and that happens to be the name of Danielle's husband. Now, um, he didn't say that, this, that they're the, they're the same Roberts. Perhaps they are. Perhaps they're not. But that leads a question: uh, Is it possible that? Uh, Robert ha- was um, Danielle's husband who uh, did not crash on a boat like she said, but instead he survived some kind of, they sur- survived some kind of horrific plane crash. There's this huge um, sickness that overtook them. He had access to some computer and then wrote that message. Uh, so is that a possibility? I don't know, but um, we do know that one thing happened, and that is somebody did try to contact the outside world, and uh, there was a big, huge incident as a result. In fact, here's here's an audio clip to support that theory.
3: Not long after the experiments began, however, there was an incident. And since that time, the following protocol has been observed. I do not attempt to use a computer for anything else other than the entering of the code, this is its only function. The isolation that attends the duties associated with Station Three may tempt you to try and utilize a computer for communication with the outside world. This is strictly forbidden. Attempting to use a computer in this manner will compromise the integrity of the project and, worse, could lead to another incident.
0: So perhaps, um, Robert. Was somebody who had tried, and Sally even, had tried to use their computers uh, in their hatch or the the hatch that the our losties are in. Perhaps um, they tried to communicate via their computers onto this web, and and that's what caused the incident. So anyway, that's out there. Of course, the discussion of Sally and Robert got me thinking about other names of people on the island that may have been mentioned but we don't know anything about, because we already know. How many survivors were there in the front section? And
1: we said 46.
0: 46, and, and how many main characters were there before the other 48 days? I mean, 12, 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, there's a whole slew of people who are still alive who are out there. Like, remember, uh, we didn't know anything about Ernst mm-hmm. until uh, he blew up <laughs> and got... You got a little uh, Ernst on me. That was one of my favorite comments. Hurley says, "Dude, you got a little orange still you." Yeah. Ew. <laughs> Did you not see that one? No,
2: I didn't. I didn't really sink in until you said it. Again. <laughs>
0: so I love that was Hurley. Hurley, you rock, man. You got to call us and leave <laughs> us a comment, man. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> so it got me to thinking about some other people, and and of course, there's a podcast out there that has made two other people. On the island, very famous, and their names are Scott and Steve. Now uh, we've been listening to Scott and Steve's podcast, and uh, just a, you asked me last week, you know that's we talked about their we, aliases. Yeah, they, they, they were their aliases, and they came up with those names because of the guys on the island. And their real names are Dylan and Craig, by the way. Um, but they do they took the names of Scott and Stephen in honor of these two men who were mentioned on Lost, but who we really never got to know very well or we did get to see Scott on the island. He had a pretty big part to play. And here's a little bit from that. I thought those guys had the full-on perimeter set up.
2: Locke said it didn't matter.
1: It came in
3: from the water.
0: I guess old Steve drew the short straw. Dude, that was Scott. Scott Jackson worked for an internet company in Santa Cruz. He won a sales prize. Two-week Australian vacation, all expenses paid. He was a good guy. So Scott was a good guy. <laughs> was. Yeah, he, he uh, didn't make it, <laughs> but he did make it onto the show. We actually, But Steve's still out there. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, Robert and Sally are out there also. And maybe they're in some hatch somewhere trying to get messages out to the people on the oceanic air site.
2: They're probably with Walt and the underwater hatch.
0: Very good point. Did you hear what they said? Who? He said, so I think um, Hurley was, I think it was Hurley who says, so I thought these guys had an all-round perimeter. And Kate says, well... They
1: came in from the water.
0: They says it didn't matter. They came in from the water. water. And so that, and of course we had the power cable that led into the water. Mm -hmm. And so it, it leads credence to perhaps there is this underground hatch. Okay, so we have another comment from Ashley, guys.
1: Okay, exploring the Hanso Foundation website, I found a very interesting page. I went to the life extension page from, from Active Projects and the last statement on the page is actually a link. It has the same message as many other pages. You do not have permission to access this data access to information on this project is restricted to authorized employees of the Hanso Foundation and upper tier board members of the Hanso Holding Company. For further information, please contact the Hanso Foundation Public Relations Department. Thank you. Namaste. Good luck. There is an input box with two buttons, one with submit and one with nothing else. At the moment, I can't figure out what it means, but maybe you can figure it out or maybe post it on your site and see if anyone else can't. Thanks, Ashley.
0: Okay, well, first of all, for those of you who don't already know this, there is the HansoFoundation.org website. This is, again, another official ABC site that was designed for Lost fans to go, and they could link out certain information they want to leak out to get us thinking and the theorizing things about what might be going on if you go to the site and uh to if you go to the HansoFoundation.org website uh, you can click on this uh, link that says active projects and then you click on life extension project there you will get the first of three letters that are available for you to read on this website now this was all hidden about a month ago and this has just come out week after week. They they release new stuff, and sometimes just days apart from each other. But anyway, um, the first letter shows up after you just click on the life extension product, our project. Now I suggest if you haven't done so, go ahead and read all three of these letters, and I'll tell you real quick how to get to them. We'll put a link up in our show notes at the bottom of the first letter. The very last line. The very last line at the bottom, and, it, and that line starts with "many years to come." In that, in the actually, you, what you want to do is you want to click on the very last sent or the very last line in the letter. After you do that, it'll actually pull up this part that she's talking about where it's got a password box. What you want to do is once you get there, you want to type in the word Copenhagen. That's capital C, O P E N H A G E N. And it is case-sensitive, uh, but if you type in Copenhagen and hit submit, you will then get a second letter that you can read all about, and it's got some interesting things to get make you think. Have you guys seen these yet?
2: Yeah, I went back in there today after I saw this in the notes, just to refresh myself. But you already showed it to me before. Um, and she said that there's two input boxes, and she wasn't really sure you know what they were for. Of course, the first one was Copenhagen. I didn't, I, I didn't know. There wasn't a second input box. There's a second little tiny blip that looks like a part of a button, yeah. like another submit button. that I don't, I don't even know if it's for anything, but I was clicking on it and trying to put different things in the box, and I didn't get to do anything. So. Yeah,
0: the second one, it's, it's this that page, the password page is made to look like it was accidentally available right. and it was coded wrong. They did that on purpose, and that second box isn't for anything uh, or whatever that is. But if you type in Copenhagen with a capital C and hit submit, you'll get the second letter. Now, there is a third letter. On there, and if you go to um, the place, if you click on the Alvar Hanso link, there's used to be just a picture of Alvar Hanso standing inside this building, and you just barely see him. And that same picture is there today, only now it's not just a picture; it's a link. And if you mouse over it, you'll see it changes a little bit, and it shows like a little letter to the side on the right. You click on that, and it does this whole computer thing, just like in the last uh, episode, the cliffhanger, where it says hello. Who is this? And it says it says mole instead of uh, him typing Michael. And uh, and and anyway, then after it goes through all that spiel, it brings up a third letter, which then you can read. So if you guys haven't checked out the Hansofoundation.org, you need to check that out. Not Hanso found. You have to put the T-H-E in front of it. And you will uh, be able to check those out. There's also underneath... The list of active projects, right underneath the last one. If you just mouse over, you'll see a special link, and you can actually view the orientation film if you click that hidden link that's there. Uh, if you have any problems, you can e- email us, and uh, we'll help you get to that information. All right, so Ashley, thank you very much for for bringing that in. Here's another one. Uh, Michael E wrote today, and uh, Michael E uh, wrote to us and talked to us about. Um, let's see. There's so many options, and in... oh, okay. So I have. <laughs> Did you read from Michael yes, E? Yes, I
2: read from Michael
0: E. Okay. But... Because this isn't Tristan. There's know, two of them. I they know. both they're both yeah, the same I know. though. I know. <laughs> okay, so we got to. <laughs> so...
1: That's women. We take it personally.
2: <laughs> I'm just glad my name wasn't brought up or anything. <laughs> it's a little discouraged but hey so, we got ashley and we've got kim so
3: that's right. yeah know. we
0: got kim and uh and ashley <laughs> so michael e wrote and he's had some um comments about our site and or about our podcast and he he basically told us you know we need to stay on topic and some no he didn't tell us what did he say that
1: yeah he said stop babbling
0: yeah, we need to stop babbling. We talk Which his
1: email was quite a yeah. bit of babble itself. <laughs> we'll gonna... stop if you'll stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so so Michael E. writes us and, and gave us some constructive criticism. And uh, to me, I, you know, I'm okay with it. You know, I'd rather have somebody write us some constructive criticism rather than just stop listening. Uh, the one thing I will say, and we've got Tristan that also... Um, from France.
2: He's French. That's cool. I wish that I had a French accent so I could read what he
0: wrote. Uh, Tristan, you need to record a WAV file and send it in. and, and <laughs> so they can little... hear your accent. Yeah, they want to hear your accent. Uh, so anyway. If um, you say nice
2: things.
0: If you say nice things. So uh, Tristan and, and Michael, we just as far as the constructive criticism, we certainly do appreciate all feedback, uh, not just people who pat us on the back, but people who are willing to say things to make us better uh... we're really interested in in making this a top-notch uh... podcast otherwise we just won't be famous you know and 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 that's just not an option so uh... anyway
2: um... i'm supposed to keep my mouth shut on that one Cliff. you weren't supposed to bring it up
0: <laughs> uh... tristan
1: tristan.
2: Yeah,
0: Tris- tristan thought we went over a little overboard on our regis and kelly and good morning america but uh... you know the thing is, is last week we didn't have much to talk about We, we were
2: excited. we
0: were so excited and tonight, um, I'm looking at Stephanie and Rachel, and, and I'll tell you what, we need more positive feedback, because I'm like, there's no energy on the other side of this room right now.
2: <laughs> well, I, we got shot down by Tristan and Michael. I'm kind of bummed out. I want to cry. I'll give,
1: I'll give Tristan the benefit of that. The whole famous thing kind of got on my nerves last week, too, because I really don't care if I get famous. Oh, I do. Not gonna change, change anything for me.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be a, a running joke. In fact, yeah, I think I I'm gonna think. do a segment called "How Famous Are We" <laughs> each week. No, I love that. I'm gonna disguise it as the podcast update.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna put All it right.
1: We right, we're right, going to move on because Tristan. Tristan, oh, cut it off right about now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So anyway, um. We do appreciate your feedback. And <laughs> what
1: did Michael say? I only listened to the first 15 minutes. <laughs> if you got in anything else, I'm sorry I didn't. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. We appreciate
0: the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some more than others. Uh, but anyway, guys, we, we really do. Uh, and, and as as we uh, go forward and we have some episodes to talk about and stuff like that, we're going to stay on topic and, and, and nail these things out because we'll have so much to say that an hour just won't be enough time. Anyway, um, Tristan did give us some good feedback about uh, the mural information we were talking about last week. He just happened to disagree with me, which is okay. So uh, here's what Tristan did say about our discussion about the mural last week. Uh, Here's what he wrote. And Rachel, will you go ahead and read this?
2: Sure. Like I said, I wish I had a French accent. I'm still pondering about something about your first discovery, but it's for the bigger theory, which is not ready yet. So he must have a...
0: He's working on something. Yeah, he's
2: working on something. Cool. I must say that I was very excited when you first made the connection between the mural and the hatch bunker and Claire's boyfriend's paintings. But finally, I have to say that I disagree with you on this one. The two heads that you pointed are drawn differently. The one in the bunker has no eyeballs. You can see hairs and shadows for its nose while the head on the painting at, at his home has no hair, no eyeballs, and the nose is represented by a triangle without shadow. Moreover the style is really different as the bunker mural has plain surfaces colored while the one in the apartment has colors but not used the same way I don't think it's an unfinished work if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't finished I don't think it would have been put on the wall and he would not have started a new painting Well that's just not I don't I don't know if that's true
0: Well yeah I've got, artists I'm gonna start give new you paintings. my feedback in just the a minute starts
2: new paintings all the time right? okay anyway. The mural in the hatch bunker has to be drawn before Claire's boyfriend met her, because I don't think he could have disappeared without Claire knowing, and it it would have suspect as they were starting a relationship. So that leads to my next point. The numbers. If this artist is truly inspired or obsessed by the numbers when he was drawing the one in the bunker, why didn't he put the real numbers, or more numbers, on his figure's paintings? Okay, you can clearly see the 125 on a side, but it's not one of the numbers... But it's not one of the numbers or have a clear connection to our set does that make
0: sense? Yes. He's he's saying, um he, he you can clearly see one two five or one twenty five in the apartment painting. Right. But that has no connection to any of the numbers that are in the hatch or on the island.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, and then he, he finishes. So my up.
2: theory is that Desmond or someone else on the island before the crash made the mural and in independently. Claire's boyfriend got the same inspiration and they're and drew something close to the mural. And my idea is that something affected their brain so that they have the same reactions and drew the same kind of things. Well, I can't wait to hear your next podcast, Tristan.
1: He could be right. Yeah, I mean... But we could be right, too. I, I think there's too many similarities to definitely say that it's two different people.
0: Yeah, I, 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 you know, I appreciate his theory, and and I think mm-hmm. we'll we'll always be open to other people's theories, even if we don't agree with them. Right. And and, and in this case, it just goes directly against my own theory, which I've added and and, and developed my theory a little bit more in detail. Uh, for example, uh, before as far as uh, answering some of his concerns, uh, he says the two heads are different are are drawn differently. The hatch is done. The apartment is a work in progress. Um well, actually, he says it's not a work in progress. Uh, Tristan says that he believed that Thomas's murals are in, in the background were a finished work. Uh, that and that he wouldn't start in a new one uh, without finishing another, uh, and that they, they wouldn't be on the hung on the wall if they weren't finished. Well first of all, like you said, I, um, new artists start new paintings all the time and they work on many of them. In fact, I've went back and, and you can go back to the lost screen caps on my last blog post and you can see clearly that every single one of those are definitely a work in progress. No pictures including the one with the 125 and the one that sits to the right of it with the face that I pointed out that's unfinished. Uh, if you go to that you can tell that none of those are hanging on the wall. They're actually leaning up against the wall on top of a shelf. So um, all, of the, all of the murals in, in, in Thomas's hatch are unfinished. The the one thing about the numbers um, that that gets me is that the two and the five look just like the two and the forty two and the five on the on the mural on the hatch. I mean, it's the same handwriting that writes those. Uh, but yeah, I definitely agree that the uh, that that the mural and the hatch was drawn before, uh, and actually that goes along with my new th- added on theory on the mural. Uh, here, here we go. First of all, let me, re- remember this sound clip.
3: You and your partner are currently located in Station Three, or the Swan, mm-hmm. and will be for the next five hundred and forty days. Five
2: hundred
0: and forty days. Five hundred and forty days. I here so to add on to my theory, Thomas was a part of Dharma, and he was a part of the project. He was in Station Three, the Swan, and he was one of the original members who were was in the hatch and he had already given or done his five hundred and forty days now he after he had finished all his work on the island he then left the island moved back to australia and thinking he's done with dharma he he doesn't have to worry about that Um, he you know he's he's get, going on with his life now uh... he meets claire okay falls in love they hook up together you know he's still doing his painting uh, obviously still reminiscing about the same kind of painting and, and there's a ha- we're, we're going to go into the, a little bit more into the, the mural in just a second. but anyway, um, then all of a sudden Claire becomes pregnant. okay he, so
1: Are you saying that he was not a direct plant into her life that it was:
0: I think that perhaps a coincidence.: he, that, I think maybe he you know how some people got sick on the island. I think he got something from the all. island. Huh?
1: And had to leave.
0: And ha- Well, he, well, maybe didn't have to leave, but did leave. And and so he had something... Something altered his DNA to where if he has a child, it's not going to be a good thing.
2: Can I bring something up really quick? Interrupt yeah. you? When I, I was looking and I emailed this to you right before I came over here, just so you would have it in your notes. But while we're on the subject of something being your DNA... There is a screen cap, and I've, I noticed it when they, I don't know what episode it was, but it was when Desmond's shooting himself with the, whatever he's shooting himself mm-hmm. in the arm with. Mm-hmm. Yes. On the bottle, it's got the numbers. Yes. The, four. Right, and he's shooting himself, so I wonder if that's something that's adjusting their DNA, making them a better species kind of thing that yeah. is going wrong. And this guy, her boyfriend, Thomas, was doing the same thing, and that is now
0: yeah, into and, Claire's baby. Right. And
2: that's why they want the baby back.
0: And they need that baby. And, and and so they've been following him. So Thomas is. Because they
1: weren't after the baby. Oh they yeah. After Walt.
0: Hold on. Okay. So this this is where What'd my. What I miss? Okay, so here's the thing. So Thomas falls in love with Claire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Claire becomes pregnant. And, and remember the first flashback. Um, Thomas is like, this could be the best thing ever. We could do this. Mm-hmm. And she says, but what are we going to do? My five hour, five dollar an hour fish and fry job. Right. <laughs> Only in a really cool accent. And he says, well, I still got my painting. Right. You know, and, and so he's like, this could be the best thing ever. This Dude, we're so in love. We can do this. And things are going good for quite some time. And then later in the show, something something happens between there and the next flashback where all of a sudden he's like, dude, this isn't working out. There's so many responsibilities. I'm sorry, we're over. Mm-hmm. And he breaks up with it. Right. Thing is, is, what happened between those two flashbacks? My theory, the Dharma f- people found out Thomas's boyfriend Claire, or Thomas's Thomas's
2: girlfriend.
0: Thomas's girlfriend Claire, was pregnant with a baby that's a result of the project, and they need that baby, and so they are like, Thomas, you have to tell us who this girl is, mm-hmm. and he's like, No, I can't tell you. I'm in love with her, and so what he does is he sneaks there, breaks up with her, and says it's over because he loves her, Claire, too much for her to be taken by Dharma, okay. And so that's why he broke up with her. And then all of a sudden, you've got the uh, psychic guy, okay? And the psychic guy says, you know, I can't do this reading. This, I'm not having anything to do with this. And then she goes back. You got to do the reading. And he says, okay, the, you mustn't allow this child to be raised by another. And he's directly talking about the adoption. This leads us back down to that whole discussion we had last week about Desmond's girlfriend, and the girl in the picture, that, that she is the person... Who tried to adopt Claire's baby? Right, and so, and and it he so Claire says to the psychic, you know, if I, you know, I can't do this, uh, I have to give this baby up for adoption. And he says, no, you mustn't allow this baby to be raised by an other, is what I believe he says. Mm-hmm. And so he's like mm-hmm. so adamant, you have to raise this baby. You are so good, and so he's like all on her side to keep the baby. Then something happens between that and a couple phone calls later when he's like, okay, I've got a plan. I think Dharma got to him. Okay, Dharma got to the psychic guy and threatened his life and says, you're going to call her and you're going to call her now. You're going to tell her that you found a baby, uh, a family to adopt that baby. You're going to put her on this plane because they had already predetermined that that plane was the plane that was going to go down. And he was under the, the threat of his life to make sure that she got on that plane. Ha ha.
1: I like it. Ha uh-huh. Cliff's got too much time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> you can see those wheels turning, buddy. Woo.
0: Okay, so that's that's my theory and I'm sticking to it, baby. Are so. we going to read
2: the rest of the I Don't Know if you watch Alias?
0: Yeah, I'll do that because he, right. he did bring up some good points there that, that may have something to do with this because do it is another J.J. Abrams show.
1: I've seen a couple mm-hmm. episodes of Alias, oh. which I like. Well, then you can't read it. Okay. Right.
0: Let's definitely read that. <laughs>
1: I, I've watched Alias from from day one also.
0: We're going to um, do another podcast on Alias.
1: Uh, no, because Alias is going Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's going out.
0: I'm glad it is because it was starting to stink really bad.
1: Yeah. Well, at least now they'll, they'll keep it up until the end. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I don't know if you watch Alias, the other show that J.J. J. A- A- Abrams has created for ABC. We do. We do. We love it. And... uh
0: We've never missed an episode. Never
1: missed an episode. That's right. Even when it was really hard to watch. If you know the show, you should know that at the end of season three, J.J. Abrams introduced the idea that a message can be encoded in a person's DNA so that when they are injected with a special product in their body, they will start to spill out the message by writing it when they are in a non-conscious state of mind.
0: Which could be that serum that they were injecting with the four eight fifteen twenty three forty two written on it. Moving right along. Okay. Ignore the baby in the background. It's past bedtime.
1: Moreover, as as we are now seeing, as we are now seeing the last season of Alias, and our older daughter is bringing her to us.
0: (laughs) This is live podcasting. I may not edit. I may not edit this out.
1: Do get her? Okay. Think we're Megan, bring her here. As we are now seeing the last season of Alias, J.J. Abrams has also introduced this year a concept of new generation technology for cryogenic preservation of human beings. And you know that cryogenic research is one of the main projects of the Hanso Foundation.
0: That is correct.
1: So I wonder if the similarities of Claire's boyfriend's paintings and the bunker mural is not due to the fact that the two artists, because in my opinion they are two different artists, that's Tristan, not Stephanie, are now infected by the disease that is spreading in the island. And Claire's boyfriend has contracted the disease because the Dharma Dharma Initiative is also conducting research outside of the island.
0: Yeah, it, it, I, I'm with you on the DNA-injected stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm with that, but I still think he was on the island.
0: Hey, guys, let's take a break for one second just to introduce two new panel Uh, discussion ears. uh This is my daughter, Megan. Megan, can you say hello to everybody? Hi. How old are you, Megan? Six. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, we'll say hi to McKenna. my
1: McKenna.
0: McKenna, can you say hi? Hi, baby. Okay, Megan, you need to head up to your bed now. Yes,
1: sir. Daddy, her passes by your feet. McKenna is our eight-month-old baby who does not want to go to sleep right now.
0: Okay, we have a new person here with us. Uh, this is our eight-month-old daughter, McKenna, and you may hear a couple oohs and ahs and, and uh, some beating on the table, so we'll try not to destroy your ears at, at, with, with your headphones on. Um, just try to keep her off the keyboard if you don't mind. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, we were talking, and, and so we, we you know, Tristan, we we agree with you on the, the DNA, the cryogenically freezing people, uh, but I'm still sticking with my theory on that Thomas drew the, the mural.
2: I think that the Dharma Initiative is, uh, I think that their purpose is to be in an island where no one will know they're doing their research. I don't think that they would chance doing the research outside of the, unless it's not another island that, I mean, I just think that that's... That's a stretch, but I I like his theory about the DNA and all that. I think that that definitely is some kind of what's going on here.
0: Yeah, Um, I agree. Okay, so um, anyway, this is this is probably going to be the mural cast episode (laughs) uh, because I want us to pull up. You guys have um, a link in your browser called the the mural page. Now, um, this was I found this originally the Iowa mural page. Uh, I found it on. Scott and Steve's page, but somebody had just posted this on our blog as well, and I need to give a shout out to him because I want to make sure he gets credit for for putting it on ours, so I'm pulling that up now, and let's see here, Uh, five people, and okay, so Sam G had put a link to this Iowa mural uh, in our last comment section. So Sam G uh also put a link to this in our comment section. What do you think about that McKenna? Yeah, she th- she thinks it's great, Sam. So anyway, uh we're going to take a look at this. We're going to put it in your uh we're going to put it in the show notes and we're going to take a look at it here together. You guys got that pulled up over there? And Stephanie, you pointed out the eye last week with lots of lashes? Yeah. Do you notice where uh this next picture it actually highlights with a little like a little paint marker mm-hmm. uh, he actually writes in and it says does this say I uh-huh. am sick then I see in the in the mural or they see in the mural um, that they said maybe it could be saying dr M sick or maybe Dr Mar dr. markvin candle is sick mm-hmm. dr M is, dr. Sick. is sick so anyway then we have um, the mural has The arrow that we talked about last week Mm -hmm. and then they put a screen capture of the arrow from Danielle's map and it's kind of pointing out it's got the same kind of arrow there's just some interesting stuff in in this and and I suggest people go out and check the mural for themselves this mural link okay yeah so that's good enough on the mural right Mm -hmm. we've like we've like destroyed the mural (laughs) it is so overdone Okay, so uh, anyway, thanks uh, so much for uh, sending that over. Was it Sam G? Yes. Okay, Sam G, thank you very much for sending that over about the mural. Um, and then Brendan emailed us, and he says he loved the idea of the resource of the week. Well, this week he'll be happy to hear that we have two resources of the week. The, the first one is actually the Lost Countdown, and we'll put a link up into the blog on this. And it's really awesome. Okay, we've
2: got it done to the second.
0: Yeah, so you want to read to you to them what you see on the on the lost countdown?
2: Yeah, it's got the lost countdown um, on the top, of course. Got the twenty third Psalm countdown. Twelve days, two hours, forty four minutes, and ten seconds left. It's got episode general promos, episode promos, S two pictures, guest book, affiliates, all that stuff. Yeah. Why does it say, "Dude, pee on my foot"? What does it say? Dude, pee on my foot.
0: What? Where do you see that? Right
2: underneath.
0: Don't epi- tell me what I can do.
2: Episodes, generals. Do you see what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Right in between. Right underneath episodes, general promos, episode promos. Underneath that, it yeah. says, "Dude, pee on my foot."
0: Really?
1: I'm not
2: kidding. Mine
0: says, "Don't tell me what I can't do." So I think it's. <laughs> well, I think maybe it's, it's quotes. It's different quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so our first resource of the week is. is is this place that says, dude, pee on my foot? <laughs> that's great, Rachel. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's just a countdown that tells you how many days, hours, when was minutes, yours and last seconds. Updated? I don't know.
2: Oh.
0: But, oh, well, it keeps counting down. So mine's counting down just like yours. Okay. So it, it gives us down to the second how long before uh, the 23rd Psalm episode that's coming up. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I think people need to check that out. We'll put a link on that in the blog. <laughs> Um, And then here's our official resource of the week. We need one of those echo promos like, this is the resource. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, We'll turn this baby up. Resource of the week. (laughs) Okay, that was really cheesy. (laughs) But it got the point across. So anyway, uh, this is the official resource of the week, and there's a link to it uh, on there. Um, The Ten Commandments of Lost, do you Mm -hmm. see that? Yes. Okay, so I asked uh, Rachel and Stephanie to look at the Ten Commandments. Stephanie had to step away from the microphone to take care of feeding our our daughter. And so uh, she's going to be stepping out for, for a little bit, and hopefully she'll be able to come back before the end of the podcast and uh, they she vertical he or she I, I wish I knew if it was a guy or a girl because it's gonna drive me crazy as I keep referring back to vertical. But anyway, vertical uh, writes in that in their opinion there are three types of lost fans. Uh, anyway, moving right along character centric fans uh, this is previously known as the flashback fan. Um, well I'll tell you what rather than read through these, um, you have three we times. Sum it up. You, 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 what is the island centric? Just real quick. Uh,
2: island centric fan is someone who only cares about what's going on in the island. They they care about. They're not interested in the flashbacks. They don't care about the character stories. They want to know what's going on with the island.
0: Okay, what um, is a character centric fan?
2: Character centric fan is the fan that wants to know all about what the what the characters are doing on the island. They want to know about Kate, what Kate did. They want to know about what's going on with them. They want to get to know the heart and soul of the characters because they think that's what makes the episodes.
0: Okay, what is a hybrid fan?
2: The hybrid fan... <laughs> this is what he says. The hybrid fan, though, the ideal fan is rare. Well, at least on a few slides. The hybrid fan loves everything about the show. The flashbacks are great, and so is the on-island mystery progression. So they just... They want everything. They're both. They, yeah. And they're, they're both to the extreme.
0: <laughs> well, the, so. I think the, the, the island-centric fan cannot enjoy... Cannot not enjoy the flashbacks. Because the flashbacks are obviously so much – give so much clues as to what's going on in the island. For example, I'm, I'm, I'm not – I think that they they missed out on a, a, a type of fan that other podcasts have talked about called shippers, which are relationship-centric fans. Mm-hmm. Now, I could care less about Kate making out with Sawyer and Sawyer with his shirt off. I mean, there are fans out there Sawyer? that are Sawyer yeah. without a shirt on fans. <laughs> <laughs> and gin without a sir- shirt on, fans. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're just there for the. I, let's call them the eye candy fans. But but if you're interested in the island, I mean, you got to be interested in the flashbacks and, and knowing the backstories of Hurley and how he was introduced to the numbers and 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 how Jack operated on who would soon become his wife instead of Shannon's father allowing him to die. I mean, those those are things that bring so much to the mystery of this island and add to it that I can't think that you anybody who's island centric has to be a hybrid fan.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing: is yeah, that you're hybrid. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're you're. I think that you're going to think that people like Brian, my husband. Uh huh. He's probably island centric. He probably just wants to get down to the root of it, like what's what's the monster, what's going on with it. Like he wants to know so bad he can't see it. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't care about the characters. I do, because they make the show. But I care about what goes on with the monster and, you know, the right the, uh, island, what is it, the security?
0: The security system? Yeah, I want to yeah. know
2: all, I want to know every, and every, every episode's great to me. Like, yeah. there are some that are better than others, but, yeah. you know, I pretty much like every one. But Brian could do without the characters. He's more of a, just tell me what's going on. With the island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just give me the cliff notes. That's why we have this yeah. podcast, Brian, and I hope you're listening in. <laughs> He will, yeah, make him. Uh, you make him listen. <laughs> yeah. We have one more fan to the show. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so the, the, we enjoy the, there, there are definitely all kinds of fans out there. And <clears throat> my goal with my blog and with this podcast, my goal is to uh, take the casual viewer, is what I will call them, and turn them into a die hard lost fan. Um, and I think I did that with you. Yeah. I, I mean you were like watching the show And you were all like hey this is a great Aww. show mm-hmm. I like the mystery and stuff like that And then you came over and I started showing you Some pictures of people And, and some details and stuff that I yeah. found And I posted them on my blog And then all of a sudden now you're reading the forums Listening to all the podcasts and theories And now you're here talking about them mm-hmm. So <clears throat> my goal So my goal has always been To take the casual viewer And turn them into die hard lost fans Anyway, so um, moving on with the resource of the week, uh, we need to uh, go over the Ten Commandments of the Lost. Do you want to read the first commandment?
2: Sure. Do you want me to read all of it? Uh, yes. Okay. Thou shalt not share. Oh, wait.
0: Before you start. Uh, first of all, he gives us ten commandments and which ones have been and how they've been broken by the island. Or if the commandment. Okay, so this if, gives us ten commandments and it tells us if the commandment has been broken on any of the episodes. How
2: it's been broken or how it has been enforced
0: very good Okay. so starting with number one thou shalt
2: Thou shalt not share information less, this is all lest answers we had really um, examples of enforcement no one discussing the whispers Hurley not telling anyone about the numbers Jack seeing his father Locke seeing the monster Locke and Boone not mentioning the hatch Said's failure to mention the cable Michael Jen and Sawyer's complete failure to tell anyone about the others on the boat True. so true why haven't they told anybody
0: Well, it's because of the commandment number one. Thou shall not share information. Okay. However, it has been broken.
2: Shannon telling Saeed that she saw Walt. Saeed revealing that he saw Walt.
0: Okay. So, first of all, we have um, Shannon's dead now. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Broke the commandment. That's what happens. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway. (laughs) Man, got to get rid of this cough. Okay, moving along to number two.
2: Thou shall not investigate strange findings on the island. Examples of enforcement, no one cares about the cable on the beach, partly because not many people know about it, thanks to commandment number one. No one investigating the computer in the hatch, no one has investigated the source of the radio broadcast. Examples of the law being broken, Saeed following the cable on the beach, Hurley investigating the numbers, Locke digging up the hatch.
0: Yeah, but uh, I agree with those breaking it, but the the thing that bugs me about the cable is now nobody cares about it. I know. I mean, hello, did it not run into the water? Yeah. Hurley, Saeed, get on that, will ya? Yeah. Okay. Number three.
2: <laughs> that shall not seriously interrogate anyone who could possibly have answers. Examples of enforcement. Complete failure to glean any useful information from Danielle or Ethan. Examples of law being broken. Questioning of Desmond and Goodwin. However, this was very, very basic questioning. Number
0: four. Uh, wow, did you hear that? McKenna didn't like commandment numbers. What was that, three? Uh, anyway, um, thou shalt not seriously investigate anyone. Hello, Charlie. What a doofus you are for killing Ethan. I was okay. so angry. I know. I mean, ugh. anyway, moving on.
2: Okay. Number four. Thou shalt not question seemingly unexplainable things, lest answers be had. Examples of enforcement. No one questions how the black rock got where it is. Jack and Kate shrugging off the black smoke, exploding trees. Locke being dragged into the ground without a second mention. Examples of law being broken, discussions of the monster, which are very rare. Thou shalt not explore the island. Examples of enforcement, episode after episode, there has been extremely limited exploration. So true. Okay. Examples of the law being broken, Said venturing off to map the island. But he actually okay. went off by, I know that he went off by. <clears> okay. <throat> okay. Thou shalt not kill anyone who is about to reveal, thou shalt kill anyone who is about to reveal answers about the island examples of enforcement Ethan and Goodwin mm-hmm. examples of the law being broken broken Desmond and Danielle because they're still alive somewhere
0: yeah and I think Desmond and Di- Danielle are a part of Dharma mm-hmm. that's just my thing I agree okay
2: thou shalt conveniently forget to follow up on anything curious about the island this cracks me up examples of enforcement the black rock black smoke quarantine sign radio signal tides which washed away fuselage Adam and Eve Examples of this law being broken, locks, interest in the hatch, repeated viewing of the orientation film.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, the sickness is short-term memory loss. Yeah, maybe. Okay, moving along.
2: <laughs> if thou does have answers, thou shalt speak, either vaguely or not at all. Examples of enforcement, Danielle, Ethan, and Goodwin. Examples of this law being broken, Desmond. But he could have been lying. He was. He was.
0: Because he and his girlfriend are Dharma people.
2: Thou shalt not ever reveal any details of your past. Less answers be had. Examples of enforcement. Kate, Jack, and Locke. Examples of this law being broken. Hurley and Charlie.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, thou shalt not use that radio. What's that say?
2: Examples of enforcement. Anna Lucia. Is that, is it Anna Lucia? Yes. Okay. Um, turning off the radio. Said giving up on the radio. Danielle giving up on the radio. <laughs> Examples of this law being broken, Boone using the radio, and he was immediately killed.
0: <laughs> Don't use the radio, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he broke the commandments. So
2: there you have it. Ten commandments have lost. Right. Watch for them. And if you are an Island Eccentric fan, you'll find that the more laws are broken, the more you're enjoying the episode. See, so yeah, I agree with that.
0: I agree with that. I think that is an excellent post, and we want to thank Vertical, whoever that is, he or she, for posting the Ten Commandments, which is now our Theory. What is it called?
2: It's a resource.
0: Oh, yeah. Our resource of the week. (laughs) All right, moving along. We do have a spoiler segment that we want to come up at the end. I don't know if I'm really going to hide spoilers. Uh, Some other podcasts do that. I'd like some listener feedback to let us know whether or not you want to be spoiled or, or if you want us to hide that stuff at the end of the show. If I don't get any feedback between now and the next seven within the next seven days, that say, Please don't give us any spoilers. We're going to just start spoiling the heck out of you people because I mean, that's what makes this stuff so interesting. We want to know everything. And so, I have some good spoilers, uh, or well, not a lot of them, but I do have some spoiler information at the end of this. Okay, I've added that tone uh, to this portion of the podcast uh, due to the fact that uh, I needed to mark the place where Rachel had left. Uh, She had to leave uh, very quickly, her husband uh, had to get out and get to work, and uh, we had run over uh, our recording time uh, due to some interruptions with the children, uh, which I'll tell you, I've got three awesome children, and uh, two of them have not been feeling well, and so uh, we've had them in here, in and out, which... uh, You guys hopefully haven't heard too much of because I've edited out probably about 10 minutes of this show. Anyway, um, one of the things I'm sure that Stephanie and Rachel would agree with me on is that we want to hear from you. Uh, We went this entire week waiting for that first audio comment, and unfortunately, it just never came. However, uh, we are very excited about the uh, the comments that we've gotten at the blog, the emails that we did receive. Uh, from from all those people we've mentioned already in the show, uh, and and continue to do that. Continue to c- uh, contact us by email at podcast at ravenscraft.org. That's podcast at ravenscraft.org. Uh, and you can uh, comment on our blog at www.ravenscraft.org. That's R-A-V-E-N-S-C-R-A-F-T dot o-r-g and um, the only other thing I I would like to ask though if if you live in the United States um, and you have a cell phone typically uh, the long distance is free and uh, we would just love very much to hear some audio comments from you guys we do have a a voicemail set up for us Um, it is a free service uh, for $5 a month Uh, we can uh, go ahead and add a uh, custom greeting that says this is the generally speaking lost podcasting feedback line. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we just don't have the money to do that right now. Uh, So right now, if you were to call our listener feedback line, uh, this is what you would hear. Thank you for calling. To leave a message, please press 1. To leave a fax, press 2. Or begin faxing at any time. Okay. So, if you call our listener feedback line and you hear that message, you know that you have got us. So, don't hang up thinking you've dialed the wrong number. Yes, it gives you an option to fax, but just choose the option to to leave a message. Uh, Here is the phone number. It is 413-521-0958. Again, our listener feedback line is 413-521-0958. And uh, if you could just leave us a uh, a message, a comment, a theory, um, anything, uh, we would so love to hear from you. And uh, you might even get played on uh, our next show. The other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to do a segment each week um, called the Podcast Update. Uh, We joked around saying we would call this our uh, How Famous Are We segment. Um, But it's it's more than uh, just about that. Uh, why why is it important for us to talk about our stats or how many people download our files or subscribe to the show or how many people visit our blog? Uh, we want you guys to know uh, because I I, I would want to know. I I love the fact that I have the information on how many people listen to the transmission and and Scott and Steve and and stuff like that. It was it was really cool to learn that information. Uh, but it's it's cool for Stephanie and myself and for Rachel to hear this stuff because it really does encourage us to keep this show coming to you each and every week. If we see that we're we're getting popular out there in, and people are listening and people are getting a lot out of what we bring. I mean, because there are other podcasts and uh, you obviously have uh, no shortage of... Of podcasts, but you obviously have a shortage of time. And if people are not interested in hearing us chat about loss, then we probably shouldn't be doing the podcast. Uh, but if if we see that our numbers are up and and things are going well, people are are checking out the blog and commenting, then then it says to us, "Hey, we're really making uh, some." Uh, information available to people that, that are enjoying it and like hearing it from us. So we're going to do a podcast update. And just to give you an idea, uh, here's the one for this week. Uh, last week, we were at 67 subscribers to our, our show. 67 people had downloaded the first episode as of last week. Um, now, we have now had a uh, major plug on every, well, almost every major fan lost podcast uh, Scott and Steve The Lost Casts um, Jay and Jack uh, just released one this morning with our plug uh, and I tell you Ryan and Jen are so awesome and generous at the transmission to plug us uh, and and we've been inducted into the podcasting network uh, which we're really excited about TheFuselage.com has just started a thread specifically for lost podcasts and we're listed there now. Uh, and, and with all these plugs, we have gone from 67 subscribers to, as of this morning, which actually was uh, Thursday morning on the 29th, uh, we've went from th- 67 subscribers to 390 subscribers. And I'm certain that that number's probably jumped up maybe about 50 or 60 uh, just today. Uh, but that is just amazing. Uh, we cannot believe and imagine that after just one week of our official podcasting that 390 of you would be listening to this. So um, it sounds like we're tooting our own horn, and, and perhaps I am. Uh, but we are excited, and, and that motivates us and encourages us. And if you would just tell one of your friends out there, uh, and everybody was to do that, we would double in size. And that would just make us more motivated, more excited, and, and keep us more focused on bringing you lost content um, and, and, and making it worth your time. Um, our goal is to have 1,000 subscribers by the end of January, and I think we might even surpass that. Uh, Now, long before we did a uh, podcast, um, before I did a podcast, I've done a blog. I've done a blog for the last four and a half, five years. And on average, before I started posting about Lost on my blog, I would get about 200 unique visitors to my site each month. And 200 was a lot, and I thought that was great. Uh, However, ever since I started podcasting about Lost, uh, actually posting about Lost on the blog, and now podcasting, as of uh, the 29th at 6 a.m., I have had 1,834 unique visitors uh, to my site in the month of December alone, and the month's not even over yet. So, And I just have to say that... Uh, lost casts their website their blog show notes i uh, had put a link to my screen captures of the murals and have we've had over 500 people link from the lost cast site so uh brian and john and i think there's one other guide with you guys but anyway um thank you guys so much for plugging us um thank you everyone for taking your time <clears throat> we know it's valuable uh to listen to us uh just um Allow us to just toot our own horn every now and then in our podcast update just to keep you guys updated with what's going on. Next, um, this last part, uh, and then I'll finish up and say goodnight to you all. Uh, I want to give you some spoiler information. Again, like I said, if I don't hear anybody call me up or email me or anything uh, that says, oh, please don't spoil us, then I'm not going to just hide the stuff at the end anymore. Okay. On January 11th, we have a special feature called Lost Revelations. Uh, this is going to be an exciting um, episode. Uh, it, let me read to you what it says. Discover the complete story of the grueling first forty-eight days on the island for the fuselage survivors and tailies after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Since the beginning of Lost, uh, since the beginning, Lost has mystified and intrigued viewers with its interesting characters and unique style of storytelling. Amen to that. Uh, Season 1 dealt with the fuselage survivors, the hatch, and failed attempt to get off the island. Season 2 continues these stories and almost introduces one compelling story. Uh, Also introduces viewers uh, to the survivors of the tale section. Lost Revelation puts these two seasons together in a linear fashion. Yeah, right. Linear and lost. That's an oxymoron. Anyway, in a linear fashion that provides an illuminating view on the compelling story, see the sequence of the aftermath of the failed raft attempt, the opening of the hatch, how, tall, how the tail section and fuselage survivors live separately, and the unwitting intersections of their lives, and how both groups ultimately collide in one catastrophic moment. Lost Revelation offers a new and avid offers new and avid viewers a fresh perspective, comprehensive and enlightening in one tele, one of television's most intriguing series, and that was from uh, the source for that is ABC. So anyway, uh, what's so exciting about Revelations is uh, get all your people out there that that you've been saying, hey, do you watch Lost, and they say, well, no, I've never really got into it. I've heard it's awesome, but now it's too late. Get them in and get them in on Revelations. Let them re- uh, listen to that. I think that's at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, the, and, of course, the episode we're all waiting for is the 23rd Psalm, and especially me. Uh, I had mentioned in my very first initial podcast that I'm a pastor, and I told you that I'm going to be bringing some of my own unique uh, perspective from a Christian perspective uh, into uh, the podcast and so I'm very excited about the 23rd Psalm coming up and uh, one of the things I've noticed already is that in the promo for the show, the the, the 23rd Psalm is actually misquoted let me read to you what we have out there uh, at the 23rd Psalm and this is again at Spoiler Fix Master Sergeant Crystal L. Anderson was an extra in filming of Lost in Hawaii, she played she played a member of a church congregation. The scene was designed to depict the mental flashback of a character in the show named Mr. Echo, played by a veteran actor Adewale Akinu, yeah, you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Echo. Per an interview with local army newspaper, she says that Mr. Echo is king of the warlords in Nigeria. He enters the church with other warlords and asks his brother, a minister in the church, to ordain him as a minister. Everyone is frightened, knowing Mr. Echo's reputation, and the church is cleared. Uh, and the church is cleared. So only two warlords, Mr. Echo and his brother, are left. And they get that source from the transmission, which is a notable news source, which we all can trust. Thank you, Ryan and Jen. Uh, one of the other notes on here, it says, Mr. Echo interrogates Charlie about the Virgin Mary statue. Claire begins to lose faith in Charlie uh, when she discovers his secret. And Jack is, in, is an interested observer when Kate gives the recovering Sawyer a much-needed haircut. Uh, that's good for all you uh, relationship people. Uh, anyway, uh, for... Mr. Echo's upcoming flashback episode titled The 23rd Psalm, we will shed more light on why the character took a 40-day vow of silence uh, on the island, and producers promise more information on that stick. Uh, It has its own flashback, was a joke, I think, that Damon Lindelof had quipped. Anyway, uh, it's obviously going to be an Echo-centric episode. Uh, Then after that, we're going to have episode season 2, number 11, is going to be the hunting party. And that's going to be a Jack-centric uh, episode. Maybe we can find out what's going to happen to his wife. It says, Jack, Locke, and Sawyer will pursue, pursue a determined Michael after he heads into the jungle toward the dreaded others in search of Walt. It's about time he gets back on, on the search for Walt. Meanwhile, Sun has a surprising reaction to Jin's desire to join the search party. And Hurley and Charlie commiserate over the age-old conundrum, What Women Want. Uh, Episode 2, season 2, number 12, is going to be Fire and Water. And that will be a Charlie-centric episode, one of my least favorite characters. Um, The last thing I will uh, tell you, and then I'll let you go, is uh, tomorrow evening. Actually, it's going to be technically in my time. It will be um, Saturday morning at 2 a.m., which will be 9 p.m. in Hawaii time, or Hawaii, uh, as Ryan would say. Um, I'm going to be doing a Skype internet interview with Ryan and Jen of The Transmission. And so uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. I've got some questions that I want to ask them. And uh, just... uh, Get a chance to get to know them a little bit better. And uh, if you have some questions you would like me to ask, uh, if you get this sometime during the day on Friday the 30th when it's released, you can email me your questions, and I will certainly ask Ryan and Jen those, and I look forward to possibly having uh, portions of that interview in our next show. That's all I have for now. I apologize that Stephanie and Rachel uh, were not able to finish out this podcast with me, but they certainly... Uh, Do uh, enjoy your feedback, so send them some uh, messages, uh, either voice comments at our voice line at 413-521-0958, or just send it to podcast at ravenscraft.org. Thank you guys very much for listening, and uh, until next time, let's get lost. This has been Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Cliff Ravenscraft and Friends. Thanks for tuning in.